Voyager has set a course home, repairs are underway, and it's time to pick personnel to fill vital crew positions. I am singing harpist and hyper-local celebrity Sam Hickman. And I'm working on it, Kat Deerfield. And we are... Talking about Star Trek Voyager It's Kat and it's Sam They are two friends Parallax, the most sci-fi of all the sci-fi names. <laughs> it is very sci-fi, isn't it? Um, yeah. So this was a. I I like this episode. I think it's it's got it's got some issues that I want to discuss, but I liked it, and I thought that it introduces some really important stuff about the show going forward. Oh. How did you feel about it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like ones. I feel like there are there are parts of Star Trek in all of it that like in every single franchise where it's kind of like it's doing a bottle episode but it won't admit that it's doing a bottle episode (laughs) like because it's nothing happens they're in the same place that they started at the very beginning but they've learned and they've grown and they've developed the characters yeah but like nothing really has happened but they can't be like nothing really has happened yeah, you're right. That's in, I sorry, I hadn't actually thought about it, but it is yeah. it is a bottle episode. So, yeah, they do the same thing on um Enterprise a lot. Uh, not Enterprise, Next Generation a lot. Mm, and they did mm-hmm. the same thing. The mo- like the only kind of very this sort of style of thing that they did in uh, Discovery was like the time loop um episode which was like episode I want to say like 6. Let's just put out an arbitrary number where it's just okay. a time loop and and Michael Burnham is learning things. Okay. And this is kind of the exact same thing. Um so let's let's get into it. Yeah, so we've had the the little Netflix teaser. Um yeah. but shall we, shall we do a bit of plot summary? I for me what this episode is about is Belana Torres and Secondarily, about the relationship between Janeway and Bellana. Yeah, I know that's not solely what the episode is about. That's what I care about. That's really what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Also, I they just, get trapped in a nebula. <laughs> they get trapped in a nebula. Wow. Who cares? Uh, is it a nebula? I think this time it's it might not probably be probably like a singularity. We don't know space. Ter- I don't know space terms. You know space terms. I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know space terms. I don't know space terms. There's some really wonderful explanation of physics in this episode, but we'll we'll get back to that later. But, but we're not science. So. No, we're we're not science. Um, so, yeah, so what what the Netflix uh, uh, thingy focuses on is uh, that there's a difficult space thing happening, and also uh, the crews of these two ships coming from very different places, uh, Starfleet versus the Maquis, or essentially a vigilante group, no. uh, are having to work together and also they've lost a huge proportion of their crew which is really easy to keep forgetting as how we... is there anyone on board the ship Seriously, but there's so always someone on board the ship yeah the ship is huge how come both the delaney sisters made it oh my gosh oh we didn't talk about the delaney sisters i forgot that they were introduced in the first episode oh, wait is that not this episode oh maybe it is okay or the next i think it's the next episode you know what i think you're right yeah, you are absolutely next, right it's, it's episode, episode three all right well Stay Cut. tuned for next Cut. week. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll get back to the Delaney sisters. But yeah, um, yeah, so many people are dead and they've lost a, a bunch of core staff, which is very, yeah. very unfortunate. 
Um, so there's a tension set up very early on in the episode between Janeway and Chakotay, who she has already, we didn't talk about this last time, but she has chosen him, the leader of the Maquis ship, to be her second in command, the first officer of the of Voyager. Uh, so that's an interesting choice on her part, and it sets up the kind of relationship between them, which is interesting, etc., etc. But now they've got a bunch of positions that need filling, and Chakotay uh, is saying we should have some Maquis people in these positions. This is set alongside... Uh, I think the episode actually opens with... It's um, in sick bay. It's like yeah. the, the l- chief academic, a chief um, engineer being like, she punched me in my yeah. face. <laughs> Lieutenant Carey, uh, just with a bloody nose, being like, nah, that woman, nah, she's so unreasonable. She hit me. My subtitle for this is Parallax. Bolana's in trouble. <laughs> Bolana is in big trouble. She's just like, just being angry she's all so over the angry, place. She's so angry and she's in so much trouble. Tuvok, in the beginning of this episode, is like, she's going to be confined to the brig for the rest of this 75 plus year journey. And then she's like, what? That's going to be a really long journey. And then he was like, the captain can at this point do a tribunal against you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in trouble. She's in trouble. She throws something at Chakotay when he comes to talk to her. I I think she is definitely... Having a Klingon period. Her... I was gonna say her, done. her character is at eleven in the yeah. beginning of the series. I Just think like, she becomes a. I think she's already a fairly complex character, but it does get. I think the edges get softened. You a little get bit. reasons as to why. Yeah, instead of just like I'm angry and violent, it becomes a bit. But I. But I. I'm on board for this because I still really, really love her as a character. And Lieutenant Carey is awful. <laughs> so I love that the show isn't ambiguous about that. I love that even though there is some back and forth about like how hard she hit him and whether or not it was provoked and all of this, but ultimately he is horrible to her. And so it is just like you aren't left feeling like she's totally unreasonable, which I appreciate because sometimes I think this show doesn't give us those kinds of reasons and just goes, eh, women be crazy. But I don't <laughs> think that's happening in this episode. Um yeah, and he's very unprofessional in parts of this episode. So the part of the tension is that Chakotay thinks that Bellano would make a better chief engineer than Lieutenant Carey. He seems like the obvious choice because he's a senior Starfleet officer and she's not a Starfleet officer. But um, so Janeway is saying, no, he should be the person. Chakotay keeps undermining her authority in very unprofessional ways, which I think is weird and unpleasant. They have like a full situation. They really do. They're like his behaviors stare at each other. Yeah. But she's right. He's being unreasonable. But what he wants is right. And so it happens because men are always right. But that is very nicely tempered by... The fact that there's that wonderful scene where Janeway and Bellana are just smarter than everyone. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a meeting where they're trying to figure out the whole, it's oh, like we're the stuck end in of a it. loop. It's, it's Don't ruin it yet. We're not there Oh, yet. sorry. Sorry. I, I was kind of trying to gloss over the plot summary, to be honest, because oh. I don't care about the black hole okay. looping thing. Well, I have a couple of points. Go for it. Um, I would constantly have space madness. Oh, yeah. Like, Same. Just fully. Just <laughs> constantly cuckoo Lulu the whole yeah. time. Absolutely. Um, Kess suggests doing a hydroponics bay in Cargo yes. Hold 2. You had things to say about this, and I am excited okay. to hear them. Um, you would need so much space in order to feed that many people. Because, oh, like, yeah. the, the size of Voyager um, really changes week to week. Like, mm-hmm. it could be, like, a thousand people one week, and then it's, like, ten people the next week. Like, it's it's really how many extras could they hire on their budget <laughs> some weeks. It's like, the whole crew is here, and then you're like... 
are they like though? Five people. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like a Lady Gaga situation where it's like there could be a hundred people in <laughs> yes. a room. There could, but we haven't seen them yet. Episode two. First, there could be a hundred people in a room. Reference. First of many. You're I'm sure. welcome. And if ninety nine don't believe in you. But the emergency medical hologram does. <laughs> anyway, so for a hydroponics bay, you would need loads and loads of space. You would need a lot of resources because, like, for hydroponics, you are growing plants inside. So you are providing water, you're providing nutrients, and you're providing light. And so you're using up a lot of energy just to grow the plants. And so it depends on how, like, what your, like, energy is going to get out of from, like, so for that, they have to replicate all of the equipment needed to do a hydroponic bay. Yeah. She also goes to the emergency medical hologram <laughs> and she's like, can I have these soil samples? And then she has like seven teeny tiny soil samples. And they're and just I'm like, right there as well. They're just on a shelf. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how, how are, what are you going to do with that? Sense, no. She has to fill like an entire thing and it's like not enough. No. And then in later episodes when they show the hydroponics bay, it's so small. It's, it's really like small. Three layers of two tier yeah, hydroponic very small. So like the amount of like the amount of work that they have to put in, the amount of like energy expenditure that they would do lighting. Yeah. Like just putting grow lights in this hydroponics mm. bay and then also powering the water to come up, um, and everything like that. It's not and then you have to think about the grow time and everything of how long it takes for things to grow. Like if she's yeah. just growing like a spinach, for example, like that's a good couple of weeks of investment there. Yeah. That you're putting energy in and are you gonna really like reap that much is it really an economy over just um replicating things? Yeah. I think Anyway, Kess is full of shit and I hate her. Well, I will say at this point in the series the replicators are not working because of the damage to the ship so it is a bit of a desperate situation how is she gonna hydro how is she gonna get any soil i i mean i don't know how is she (laughs) is is there just hydroponics things lying around um i i don't know yeah and i don't know why i'm trying to answer that question questions i need answered in star trek voyager i just didn't think i'd end up defending kess i didn't think that i knew i'd be uh (laughs) Uh, uh, resisting your attempts to tell me that Tom Paris is an attractive character. Literally, but, my next note is oh Tom God. Paris is hot. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> I just, as an aside for listeners of this podcast, <laughs> Sam likes to harass me on social media with images and videos of Robert Duncan McNeil and, in character as Tom Paris. Oh, yeah, only uh, in just character. With, yeah, well, I mean, I don't like what else does person. he do? Uh, you, you've, you have real problems with his political philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We've yeah. met several times when we were on set. <laughs> uh, um, going back, I can't remember if we said this in the last episode or if we just were talking about it, but uh, the idea that we were just we would just pretend that we had actually been in Voyager, it's really funny to me yeah. because so many people were in that show. <laughs> Um, I, this isn't interesting, so I didn't mention it to you before, but I briefly thought maybe we could do a segment that's like about crossovers between other shows of the 80s and 90s. Mm. And I just did a, you know how on IMDb you can search for people who were in both of two titles? Oh. You can do that. It's fun. So I just put in Voyager. Fun. (laughs) I'm very, very fun. Wow. Way to live. (laughs) It's, uh, so I put in Voyager and Murder, She Wrote. Yes. 127 actors. Oh my God. Were in both of those shows. Oh my God. That's incredible. (laughs) 
<laughs> number one, Kate Mulgrew. Yeah. Good fact. Oh, no, actually, I think number one was Jerry Ryan. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so, yeah. Um, oh, fun fact, though. Maybe maybe every now and then it's interesting if someone's been in another thing. Uh, uh, I've forgotten his name, but the man who plays the doctor, the holographic doctor. Yeah. Uh, he played a doctor in an episode of The Golden Girls. <gasps> and I love that. Oh, my God. Crossover. I saw, extended I watched universe. that episode recently, and I was just like, that's that's the doctor. And he's playing a doctor. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Whatever oh. you were talking about. It was just me saying. Um... Oh, yeah. Tom Paris. <laughs> I really, really hate Tom Paris. Wow, how dare you? But in such a way that I don't have much interesting to say about him. Um, it's uh, not important. Anyway, this is a very Star Trek episode. So they're like, look, a ship is trapped on the edge of that event horizon. We should tractor beam it in. Instead of being like, wow, we were stopped in space for some reason. <laughs> Like, no one is like, oh, wow, we really just, like, got pulled out of warp. Everyone's like, oh, look. Yeah. Look over there, a ship. And they're like, we're going to tractor beam it in. And then they're like, oh, well, we didn't tractor beam it in. We should go to this planet. And then they're like, oh, no, we got pulled out of warp again, and we're back where we started. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, oh, no. And, like, it takes them so long to realize that they're the ship. But I do like the scene where they work that out, which is what I was referring to earlier with where, where Janeway and Bellana in that meeting are just like going back and forth because they're super smart science ladies. And they're best friends. And everybody else is like, oh, I love in that scene how dumb Tom Paris is as well. because They're, they're just using him for exposition for the audience. Yeah. But it's really funny to me how he's just like, now, now wait a minute. Are you saying that time? Is, what? what, what, what how did something happen before the thing that caused it? I love how they always on like on this on this season because they're just like they're just creating science on Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not like it doesn't have to be real because it no. doesn't exist. Yeah, but it has to kind of sound real. Yeah. So a lot of the times it's just like they're just kind of like fake making up science and like yeah. time travel, and I love it, uh, especially in this travel. episode where it's like time travel. I guess. <laughs> Um, I, one point I had to say was Captain Janeway is like a really good captain because she like, at the very beginning, she kind of encourages discourse. Like, yeah, like she has like Balana in her ready room and she's having like a full conversation, which I don't think you got in other Star Treks. You didn't get like, yeah, absolutely. A lot of confrontation and a lot of like, what do you think? Yeah. Um, so I have to credit Rob for this because it was his idea. But um, wow. he said when I was I was rewatching this the other day that uh, it, it, there was a thing where Gene Gene Roddenberry, when he was alive, wouldn't let uh, arguments happen among the crew. So the on sorry, which one's Gene Roddenberry? Um, so he's the creator of Star Trek. Okay, uh, <laughs> we don't do and science. And he he died, I think, in the early 90s or no it must have been the late 80s that he died but uh-huh. so i think that he he was involved in the next generation um to some extent yeah i can't remember exactly what but anyway he he had some kind of rules about things like arguments among the crew yeah and so rob was saying that maybe in in this episode of voyager they were kind of taking advantage of the fact that they no longer had to um like respect that rule as much so there was a lot more conflict but i i think you're absolutely right janeway is a really i think she's a really good captain she's represented as a really good captain and she does she does really encourage yeah discourse in a way that other star trek captains don't and it's it's really interesting and it creates such great opportunities for really interesting character development that goes beyond what you generally see in science fiction serial television which is what i love about voyager and then we cut to Cass and the doctor 
Yeah. <laughs> Kess and the Doctor are poor man's The Doctor and Seven of Nine. Like, yeah, I have to agree with that. And I figured out why. It's because Kess isn't sassy enough. She's like yeah. the emotional one being emotional, whereas mm. the Doctor is is like sassy. Yeah, he's sassy. Whereas like with Seven of Nine, it's very much inverted where she's kind of like the robotic, unfeeling yes. one and the Doctor is kind of emotional and oh, sad and like they kind of zing off each other and it's really good. You're so it's kind of the right. juxtaposition so cool. of like man and machine. Yeah. Thank you. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that because in some ways we're obviously skipping ahead quite some way but Seven of Nine does kind of replace Cass in the show in yeah. terms of character placement. In terms of blonde woman. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Kess's relationship to the Doctor is so different to Seven of Nine's relationship to the Doctor. It's very like submissive. Yeah, very. Oh, 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 oh why do you? Oh, I'll get that for oh, you. I think you're nice. Why don't you oh. have a name? Oh, oh. Ugh. I, yeah, their relationship gets so gross. Turn anyway, we'll we'll get back. Hologram. I'm a child. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> so she's basically planning on growing leafy greens for the next 70 years, so I hope the the, the crew of Star Trek Starship Voyager enjoy Swiss chard and kale. Um, yeah. I like the idea that chard is a vegetable that people think looks alien, because I guess it does. It's kind of like red and green and yeah. giant. I, I'm but really... they don't show like big chard, which is no. Bizarre. That's true. I'm always really interested in the real food that they show because it's so often just something like it's just like a ginger root that they've spray painted or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like so lazy sometimes. But we'll we'll get back to that. But I think with like leafy greens, this is the most <laughs> this tangent is... of tangents. Oh okay. boy, oh, are I'm you ready excited. for Gardener's Quarter? Yes. Um, because they're always. shooting in like Los Angeles because they're shooting in California they don't have proper cold oh and kale yeah. chard leafy greens fare better in colder climates so like you kind of yeah. sow them for the in the summer for a crop in the spring so they yeah. obviously don't get particularly big leafy greens because yeah they don't have the climate for it. You can get and big chard. And it shows... In... Sorry. <laughs> sorry to contradict you there, but... Oh, wow. This uh, is the thing that we fight about. We, yeah. Oh, my God. Chard fight. Oh, this white women. This is the worst <laughs> In our turtleneck. <laughs> Just like... Yeah. Uh, but I, I have grown chard in Southern California, and it, it does get really big. I don't think you wow. can grow kale very well in Southern California. Why is though. their chard bad, then? I think there's different varieties of chard, and maybe they just were buying chard from a supermarket or something. I don't know. Wow. Well, I mean, never they weren't know. growing it on the back lot. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Their That's budget true, could have been tight. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Next, we'll just keep powering on. Yeah. Cool. Um... They still have like the 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 bad engineer that no one likes, Can and we? he's like, "I speak for engineering." He's yeah. like, "I speak for the trees." It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, I like how Bellana gives a whole little monologue about how she dropped out of the academy. Yeah. though. I like the, how um, I like how much backstory she's given right away. It it even though she is represented as being way too angry in this mm. episode, um, 
it's it's really nice to that she is also humanized right away. I guess that's a problematic term to use in the Star Trek universe. She's Klingonized. She's Klingonized. Uh, no, she's given depth. Personified. And personified. Ah, oh, that's good. She is personified. Given um, deeper personhood. Yeah, and and it's it sets up a nice a nice um, interplay between her and Janeway, which is nice. Janeway develops a lot of respect for her over the course of this episode, and she for Janeway, and that's it's just nice to see. They do have like a little shouty match in the um, in the little ship thing, escape pod, yeah. cruiser, whatever it's called. The oh, shuttle boy. bus, shuttle, shuttle. They <laughs> they're like, it's this one, it's that one. Yeah, but they're they're just that's that's uh, intensity of feeling. I would say. Yeah. I, I just think they're both um, they're both very you know worked up because it's very important that they get it right for the very artificial reason that we've only got one chance to make it right because we're running out of time which is just like i mean that's fucking convenient and then they're back at the start yes they are perfectly back at the start right except that at the end balana is chief engineer and she has that nice moment with carrie where he kind of accepts her which makes no sense because he seems like a total raging asshole before that moment and but i think it kind of serves to redeem his character which i don't love because but then she did punch him in the face and break his nose so maybe it's fair i don't know anyway the point is it's been a long day for everyone on board star trip voyage yeah it ends without her being in this huge conflict with this role where she is in power over people and i really like that because there are a number of reasons why that might be a source of conflict on the ship she's less experienced she's not a starfleet officer she's uh, angry and violent. Uh, she's a maquis and she's a woman, although that wouldn't probably come up in the context of a show. I'm including it because of society. Oh my goodness. Um, but it ends with her just being accepted as the as um, head of engineering or whatever it's called, which is great. And then, yeah, it's just, uh, she obviously deserves that. However, I have a, a hot take. Oh my goodness. Um, it's interesting to me how... Uh, this show is very reliant on people being the best at something. Yeah. And it's such a small group of people. That it's just like, you're not all the best at something. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Okay, should we move on to segments? Uh, yeah. Um, what segment shall we start with? I already forgot what they are. Uh, wigs? Yeah, wigs. We'll do wigs. Wigs. <laughs> Okay, was there any costumey things Sorry. that you you were thrilled to see in this? That gets me every time. Um, there wasn't really. There was no aliens no. or anything. Do you know what? No, actually. What? No, sorry, I was just saying no. No. <laughs> well, that was a fun segment. Wigs. So would you stay out of the nebula? Stay out of the nebula. nebula. Uh, th- <coughs> excuse me. There's no nebula. In this episode, but I do think that the black hole, I think, is what it is, is a metaphorical nebula. I think an event horizon is part of a black hole. Wait, is it a black hole that they get sucked into? I think so. Again, well, this it's isn't a singularity, science. but I think that's also. Oh my god, I don't know. We don't know science. Let's keep moving on. <laughs> right. What else is there? Um, there's just. Would you survive? And then we do our little arbitrary rating. Yeah, okay. Let's do Would You Survive? They say in space no one can hear you scream. The star bleeds one hell of a place. But now we've come to the end of our show. Did you survive or will you die in disgrace? Boop, 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 boop. She died in a black hole. 
I'm gonna just start. I didn't want to like pollute my only recording of that by having like a different like space related death. Yeah. Um. Okay. This episode, would you die? No one dies in this episode. No one dies in this episode. Good for them. Yeah. We'd survive. Uh, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't think I would have survived if I was in any position of making decisions oh, because God, I don't no. understand anything that happened. No, in this episode. we're like in accounting. Like honestly, yeah. like we have no real like no. skills on yeah. the starship Voyager, yeah. and so we're just like in in like a weird like back room somewhere yeah in the depths of the like you have to get a hyper lift a turbo lift and then you have <laughs> yeah. to get out of a turbo lift you have to walk down a corridor you have to get into another turbo lift you have to go all the way down you have to pass all of the departments that matter and then you have to get in another turbo lift and then you get there that's how you get to our <laughs> department whatever it may be it's accounts it's, receivable. Yeah, we're just like we're just like in we're just doing invoices in space. Yeah, that's it. Oh my goodness. Okay, so um, rating system. Um, I would give this episode. Uh, it has a lot of good character development. It, the actual plot, I'm not that interested in. But for the reason that there's so much character development that I care a lot about, I'm going to give it four out of five singularities. I'm going to give it a a Star Trek bottle episode. Okay. (laughs) That's my rating. There we go. Well, we did it. Yay, we did it. Thanks for for listening to Women Talking Talking About about Star Star Trek Voyager, episode two. We will see you all next week. Oh, use the hashtag. Oh, hashtag. Sassy laser beam. Sassy laser beam. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about Star Trek Voyager. Start the show.